Could the White Sox be on the verge of an internal fire sale? Well, according to one report, the answer could be yes. Sports Talk Chicago here with John School. Appreciate all of you tuning in. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago White Sox and Chicago sports content. Battle with all over at Sports Talk Chicago and hit up our sponsor, Amish Country Farms. This is not a drill. This is not a joke. It's an official report from Bob Nightingale over at USA Today. Quote, the White Sox are conducting a series of internal interviews to determine whether drastic changes are needed inside the front office or on the coaching staff. This has been one of the most disappointing and painful seasons and Chairman Jerry Reinsdorf's tenure. Yeah, no kidding. GM Rick Hahn has one year left in his contract, while manager Pedro Grafull has two years remaining. This is a pretty big report, and for some reason, it's not being talked about enough. Well, I should rephrase that. There are a lot of people who have said Pedro Grafull should be fired, which I've made many a video talking about why that would be a dumb move, and I guess I have to talk about it again today. But even more than that, there is blame being put wrongfully on Grafull, rather than the people who set up this team, the people who continue to patronize and enable this team and the players themselves. In my opinion, everybody should be fired except Pedro Grafal. And I'm talking players should be released, a fire sale should occur, and kind of did near the trade deadline, but not to the extent that it should have. Rick Hahn should be gone. Kenny Williams should have no position whatsoever, and even Jerry Reinsdorf himself should be off this team. That's not going to happen, but that's the extent to which I'm talking about here. Everybody has to blame the manager. Everybody has to go up to Patrick Raffoon and say, it's your fault, it's your problem, it's your issue. What did he do wrong this season? What did he do to hurt this team? He came into a situation in which they were already going down. They went 81-81 and 81 last year. Tony La Russa was the manager, and everybody begged and pleaded for him to leave, and now the team's even worse. Kind of sounds to me like Tony LaRusso wasn't the issue. But even more than that, Pedro Grafal has no blame or issue with what's going on here. This is not a Pedro Grafal problem. What wrong did he commit? Coming in at the wrong time and inheriting a crap-ass team? That's his problem? That's his fault? No. Rick Hahn assembled this team. Jerry Reinsdorf continues to support this team. And Kenny Williams is involved, too. Again, let's not mention the players, some of them who are having career-worst seasons, like Tim Anderson, who's one of the worst qualified hitters in baseball. Dylan Cease, who now is an ERA above four. Lucas Giolito, who was doing okay, then got traded. There are players who are just simply not performing right now for this Sox team. That's the issue. has nothing to do with Pedro Grafal. They're 48-75 and 75 right now as we tape this. That's not a Pedro Grafal problem. It's not his fault that things aren't going right. I look at their lineup right now, and this is just depressing to even look at. I mean, there's one player who's doing well, one player who may actually finish in the top five in the AL MVP vote, and that's Luis Robert. He's having a heck of a season career year, superstar year. He is living up to his entire potential. Every White Sox fan who said, just watch out, just wait for Luis Robert, you are turning out to be absolutely right this season. Luis Robert is 33 home runs. He is on pace to hit 40-plus homers, and he's 25 years old. His future is super bright. But everybody else in this lineup with the exception of Vaughn and Eloy Jimenez, who can barely stay on the field, 
as OPS Plus is under 100, which means that seven out of the nine players in the White Sox lineup are below average hitters, according to Major League Baseball. Tim Anderson's OPS Plus is a 58, and Oscar Colas is at 50. On the pitching side, Mike Clevenger has been the White Sox best pitcher. Mike Clevenger's actually been amazing which we kind of called over here. Hey, one-year one year deal, one-year prove-it deal turned out to be great, and I'm not surprised by that development. Michael Kopech has been horrible. Lance Lynn was horrible till he got traded. Lucas Giolito was okay, then he got traded, and he's been horrendous. And Dylan Cease, who last year was the runner-up in the Cy Young Award chase, now is an ERA of 4.32. Last year was 2.16. I mean, what the hell is going on with this team? All these players who everybody sells to us every single season, fans, media, the Sox themselves, they all suck. They're all horrendous. And yet you have the nerve to come out and say, hey, Pedro Graffoli needs to go. You know, there were a couple of uh, hosts on a certain Chicago radio station that I saw on Instagram, won't name the name. You guys could probably assume. But they were on the station ranting and yelling and screaming like a bunch of little babies saying, it's Pedro Grafol, he has to go, he's a horrible manager, blah, 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 not watching the games, don't understand baseball. Because that's what it really comes down to. If you're going to actually sit here and tell me, it's all on Grafol, Grafol needs to go, that goes to show you that they're a shill for the White Sox. Not kidding. That just goes to show it. And this is pissing me off because, like La Russa, now with Griffol, the wrong guy's being blamed. You could bring in Bruce Bochy tomorrow. You could bring in Joe Madden tomorrow. You could bring in the best manager in the world. You could bring back Connie Mack. This team sucks. It doesn't matter who's managing them. But no, no, no. That's the problem. Got people yelling, screaming, and crying on microphones like these, saying it has to be Pedro Grafoli. He has to go. He just has to go. Oh, he doesn't. If you really believe that this team is suffering under Pedro Grafoli, then you are shilling for the White Sox. I I don't know what else to say. It just it, it boggles my mind that that's the narrative right now. Just like the narrative was last year, it's Tony La Russa. That goes to show you how much control the White Sox have over their own media partners. I'm just going to call it like I see it. It's a fact. And I know it's a little bit out there, but you got to be kidding me. You're going to tell me it's Pedro Grafol when seven of their nine hitters have OPS pluses under 100? You're going to tell me it's Grafol when two of their starting pitchers out of five have OPS or uh, have ERA pluses under 100? You're going to tell me this is a Grafol problem? 90% of this team is actually, by definition, mediocre. And not even mediocre, because mediocre would mean kind of average. They are horrendous. Tim Anderson's been a distraction all years. Off the field issues have been horrendous, have been horrible. And then on the field, there's a 58 OPS+. plus. They brought back up as Andrews, and he's been a disappointment. It's Monte Grandal, they tried to trade. Nobody wanted him because he sucks. Yohan Moncada hitting 227. Oscar Colas, big bust. And then on the pitching side, Dylan Cease just can't replicate last year. Michael Kopech is struggling. Lance Lynn was the worst qualified pitcher in baseball until he got traded. Guys, I just named all of that. 
but it's Pedro Grafol who should go, and he's to blame for all of this. And now we see reports, oh, they're having internal conversations, and I don't know who's going to be sticking around. Uh, Rick Khan has one year left on his contract, and I love how they conveniently say manager Pedro Grafol is two years left. So that means you're implying that Pedro Grafol is part of these discussions of, hey, he could be fired. You know what? If you fire him, then fine, because the next guy you bring in will do the same thing. You could bring in anybody you want. And who even is your pick? Who's even out there right now to take? Who are you going to poach? And from which team are they going to come from? Because I'll tell you what, there is not one manager in Major League Baseball right now who has a job who's sitting there thinking, I want to come to the White Sox and inherit that situation. Not one. You're going to have to find somebody who's desperate to get back into the game. Maybe Joe Madden, you know, maybe... I don't even know. Bruce Bochy came back to the Rangers, and it's so funny. He came back this season, right? The Rangers last year were horrendous. They lost 90 games. Then they went out. They spent a lot of money. They brought in pitching. They revamped their roster. Their payroll is one of the highest in baseball. Former MLB pitcher Chris Young's their GM. Then they somehow coaxed Bruce Bochy out of retirement, retired with the Giants, already won three World Series, guaranteed Hall of Famer, coaxed him out of retirement to come back and be their manager. Why? Tons of money spent, superstar team, and they're one of the best teams in the American League right now. That's what it's going to take to bring in a high-profile, legit manager. The White Sox have none of that. They're unwilling to spend money, or enough money, in, in modern times. The roster's horrendous and needs a lot of improvement. And at the end of the day, they're handcuffed by Jerry Reinsdorf and Ken Williams and Rick Hahn. And then the media hates him right away. Media hates the new manager right away because I counted as that, and, and here's why. When, when Grafool got hired and was brought in, there was a lot of optimism. There was a lot of support. But we got hosts in Chicago on legit radio calling for him to be fired and literally crying on a microphone in August. It's been five months of the Pedro Grafool show on the South Side and we got people on legitimate media outlets begging for him to be fired. Why even take the position? Why even come in and do something like this? If you're a manager, if you're on the outside looking in, the media is against you from day one. The players are not going to respond to you because they haven't responded to Grafool at all. And the players are going to suck on top of that. The roster needs to complete overhaul and you barely have any freedom. I don't blame Pedro Grafol for probably feeling, feeling frustrated. And honestly, for him, if he was fired, good for him. He'd be like, I'm going to get the hell out of here anyway. I mean, this has been a dumpster fire. Talk about a complete train wreck of a team. For a team that had some high hopes and for a team that had some optimism, including myself, I really thought they were going to be good. thought they were going to be a formidable team and opponent. But I could not have even predicted the mediocrity that I've seen from them. I could not have predicted Tim Anderson to hit 220 and have an OPS plus of 58. I couldn't have predicted seven of their nine hitters to have OPS pluses under 100 and two of their five starters to have OPS plus or to have ERA pluses over 100, which means three of them didn't. It's just such, I mean, even thinking about it gives me a headache. It's so bad over there. And yet we see this report saying, oh, oh watch out. Never know. Yeah. Conversations are occurring. All right.
Ironically enough, this report comes out, and last week was when that radio host was on the air begging Pedro Grifol to be fired. So, see, there's no coincidence here, guys. Okay, Pedro Grifol is going to be one of the full men at the end of this season. Rick Khan might be, too. Or maybe not. Who knows? If he somehow sticks around, I don't even know how that's possible. But good for him for keeping a job that long. But just be aware that Pedro Grifol may be out at the end of this season. Now we're hearing about it. And if you thought this was an impassioned rant, if he gets fired, this whole studio is coming down to the ground. Okay, this is going to be a freaking joke if he goes. And I have a feeling it's going to happen. And we're already hearing about it now. It's kind of already on the, on the fence. So just be aware and keep that all in mind. This is not Pedro Grifol's fault. This is an organizational-wide effort of, of collusion to purposefully lose. I mean, everybody's working together, finding a way to lose baseball, lose games. I mean, but between Rick Hahn and some of his moves in this roster construction, along with Kenny Williams, to these players just being historically bad, everyone's working together to make sure the Pedro Grifol just cannot even compete and for this team to lose games. That, that's, I'm convinced that's what's going on here. So don't tell me, oh boy, Pedro Grifol needs to go. That's what they said last year, right? All the prognosticators and media darlings out there, right? Oh, if just if, if Tony LaRusa just gets fired, everything will be okay. Please just fire Tony and everything will be fine. Everything will go back to normal. No, they no, it didn't. It didn't go back to normal. It didn't go back to normal. It actually got worse. Actually, if Tony was here, they'd probably still be five hundred. They'd at least be competing maybe for a wild card spot. But nope, not even close. They're way out of it now, and there are going to be serious decisions to come this upcoming offseason. I hope they don't buy a Grifol, but I'm warning all of you today. It's probably going to happen, and it's imminent. And you're going to want to stay tuned to this channel when I make a video reacting to that firing. Till then, you can all believe what you'd like, and you can evaluate this team and critique them as you may see fit. I mean, this is just all my opinion here. But I am stating facts statistically. I think it's pretty apparent who's at fault for this season and for this disappointment that is 2023 for the Chicago White Sox. And the last person to receive any blame should be Pedro Grafal. Thanks for watching today's video here on Sports Talk Chicago. Appreciate you tuning in. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago White Sox and Chicago sports content. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Support of sponsor Amish Country Farms. And a big thank you to our guy, John Meadows, for directing and producing. So long, everyone.